Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Lynn Rosen, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in the Santa Fe area. She's been teaching for about 20 years, and Lynn has also, in the last several years, become drawn to focusing, whole body focusing, which is uh, a, a different process. Um, there are a number of Alexander teachers who have explored it. We're going to talk today about how the Alexander technique and focusing relate to each other. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you. I've not done a conversation on, on focusing before, and I have to say that I don't know a lot about it. I wonder if you could begin by giving our listeners a very short definition or description of the Alexander Technique, and then the same thing for focusing. Well, it's a wonderful challenge. When these questions are asked of me, I'm reminded of our connection with that area of philosophy called phenomenology in which the philosophers are exploring the nature of experience and where the connection is is in the difficulty of describing an experience to someone who has not yet had it. In other words, the old language that people might use, that is language used to describe an old or previous or familiar experience, simply can't come up to describe the not yet experienced. That said, I'll give it a try anyway. In my understanding of Alexander Technique today, I would describe it as a simple and direct practice that guides people to experience themselves in new ways. It provides a simple, a direct, and a new way for people to begin sensing into and experiencing themselves. And what happens as I bring people into their bodies is that they begin to discover, to experience, that is, their own sensing abilities. And as they develop and refine those abilities, they become aware of something new in themselves. I'd say that this experience of awareness in Alexander Technique occurs on at least two levels. The initial and most apparent way is through the structural body. The teacher, that's me, that's you, with our hands very gently on the client, we begin to redirect the distribution of support and force in the client's structural body. And as the shifts of balance and orientation in space come about, possibilities begin opening up for the client. Now, for some people, this opening up of possibilities allows them to move more accurately and easily. For others, that opening up can allow them to walk with better balance or to lift a grandchild without strain or to have enough breathing capacity to bicycle or play the flute. As I said, this is the initial, the most apparent experience of Alexander Technique awareness. The second 
more apparent level on which people experience themselves differently through Alexander Technique has to do with what I would say is a diminishing need for reactive response patterns. Our unconscious reactive responses occur throughout our beings, that is, throughout our structural physical bodies, as well as throughout our emotional expressive selves. So all of that, our physical reactivity, our unconscious emotional reactive activity, all of that is expressed, is manifested by our larger selves as well as within our larger selves. And I guess to finish, I'd say that Alexander Technique brings about shifts in what I call the all of me, not just the physical me, the all of me, that it brings about shifts that open up possibilities for forward movement in all aspects of living, physical, emotional, psychological, spiritual, however many different levels on which we humans exist, Alexander Technique opens up possibilities for all of those levels. Okay, and and now how about focusing? Focusing, which in my own work I call whole body listening, provides a, a, a an embodied framework for gently and compassionately beginning to tune into what is going on inside of us. You know, we often think to ourselves or even say to other people, oh, I know what my problems are from. It's because of this and that, and I had this experience and that experience. I know it all. And in focusing, we are inviting people gently to tune into what some people might call their gut feeling. What is it that's going on inside of you as you begin to listen to your inner life in a new and different way? And what quite often happens is that while the the conscious up in your head part says, yes, 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 I do know that my problems, my difficulties come from this and this, there can be another something in you that is beginning to whisper gently about some other aspects of yourself. So focusing, the whole body listening, opens up other possibilities of shifting, possibilities for tuning into yourself, becoming more attuned to yourself in ways that you have not yet experienced. Hmm. So I I would think from from listening to, to that that the skills that someone would would learn as an Alexander student or teacher would be pretty helpful uh, if they also wanted to uh, study focusing. I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, Robert, I 
I am, am feeling strongly inside myself that it was my years of involvement with Alexander Technique, first as a student taking private lessons, then on a training course, and then teaching for almost 20 years. It was all of those years of experience of refining my own sensing abilities that allowed me to to take in what I took in and experienced in my first whole body focusing workshop. Um, the sensing abilities that Alexander Technique teachers develop and refine over the years allow us to take in not only when we might have hands on someone but we're also sensing in a a much larger way i sometimes try to describe this sensing as being as if all of my senses were i don't know some kind of large satellite dish that's receiving information and then sending out information so for Alexander Technique, whether people are Alexander teachers or students or are Alexander curious but haven't yet taken that next step to come to a lesson, the, the, the ability to tune into what is not obviously stated, what is not obviously seen or obviously presented, that subtlety of sensing is sort of a wonderful um, garden medium for turning towards focusing and taking in what focusing offers. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Alexander um, doing his self-investigations 120-odd years ago, um, discovered, uh, much to his surprise, that it wasn't just that mind influenced body and vice versa, but that they were really kind of two aspects of the same thing. He coined the phrase psychophysical in his writings to indicate that the two were inseparable. Uh, given that, one would perhaps imagine that that would kind of cover everything, but from what you've said, there are some things that aren't covered, and, and something like focusing uh, can help you get to them. Uh, is that is that match your your idea of the connection between the two, Robert? What I found in my initial days of returning to Alexander teaching, that is, after my first weekend workshop in whole body focusing. What I found was that I had a new opportunity, new ways of listening to my clients. And as an Alexander teacher, how I understand that is that the shifts, the changes that occurred in me during that workshop allowed changes to come about in my clients. The other part of focusing that's, that seems to fill a gap that I had is that it provides a way of responding to clients 
statements or responses in ways that allow the client to move forward with their feeling. May I give you an example of that? Uh Well, someone might, a client might come in and someone I've been working with for a period of time and say to me, ah, my relationship just ended. Now, as uh, as a friendly, compassionate person, I might have said, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, that's really awful. I might also have said, well, it's about time. I'm really glad for you. But in both cases, those responses are about me. They're about my feelings. And from focusing what, how I would respond if someone were to say to me, my relationship just ended, I'd be able to allow myself this gentle pause so that I could turn towards my client in a way that would allow me to ask, so how is that in you right now? How is that for you? And in responding in that way, I'm letting the client, I'm inviting the client to connect with whatever feelings or sensations are inside. I don't need to know what those feelings are. I don't need to know the history behind them. But my question, within the physical embodied context that Alexander Technique provides, my question allows the client to connect with whatever the feelings are in a way that is containered, embodied, safe, compassionate. Mm-hmm. And would you see any analogy to, uh, I mean, in, in general, I think people who studied the Alexander Technique have an edge in learning a lot of new skills, whether it's playing a musical instrument or learning how to dance or who knows. Do you see any analogy there that the basic skill set that the Alexander Technique teaches um, has that same sort of effect in learning the skill of focusing? Absolutely and completely. Uh, I love the phrase that you use, that Alexander Technique teachers have an edge in learning new skills. Uh, In focusing, we talk quite often about the change that comes about at the edge through the, the space between where we are and where we are about to be. And um, I, I feel that the, the aspects of Alexander Technique that deal with right relationship we are talking about right relationship of structural parts quite often, but we have an awareness of right relationship in a much more global sense. And focusing is from the beginning dealing with right relationship. Initially, how am I in right relationship with what I'm sensing or feeling or experiencing? And then 
how am I in relationship with the people around me or the environment around me? So um, I'm I'm almost laughing in you know gleefully as I think about the ease and the joy with which Alexander teachers would move into focusing, not necessarily to become certified focusing practitioners, but um, certainly to open up for themselves and open up towards themselves yet another skill, if you will, another sensing ability skill that will enrich and enliven and deepen their practice of Alexander Technique. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think probably um, we'd have to acknowledge that the Alexander Technique, the basic ideas, were the were originally the product of a, a one person, F. Matthias Alexander. Obviously, it, over the years, um, a lot of people have worked with it. A lot of the teaching processes have changed and improved. But it still, I think, bears the stamp of its originator. And and I think, from what I know of him, that he was a pretty rational guy. I mean, he was... And the Alexander Technique, I think, tends to be a pretty rational process. It's uh, how your thinking affects your movement and uh, doesn't doesn't have a lot of space in it, I guess you could say, for emotions. I mean, not that it 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 it, it ignores them, but it's not the main focus. The main focus is you want to improve the way you function. Here's a way to do it. And um, it sounds like the the kind of thing that focusing uh, is interested in is not the sort of thing he ever thought of and probably many of us have never thought of. Yes, I agree. Uh, I always remind myself that F.M. Alexander was really, he wasn't even a Victorian man. He was an Edwardian man. Mm-hmm. And that the the culture, the the life that he came out of is radically different from how we live today in the 21st century. There have been so many developments and changes since then. Um, I know that in the 19th century, around the same time that Alexander was doing his own explorations, that some of the philosophers, the phenomenologists, were exploring how to describe experience and how to take those descriptions of experience and awareness of experience into everyday living. But I I don't believe that they had, that the philosophers had the practical, um, physical, psychophysical abilities and experiences that F.M. Alexander had. So what whole body focusing is offering today, uh, I'd like to think that if F.M. Alexander were still alive, lo, these many years later, that he might have been curious about these further developments and might even have supported 
people taking his principles into a number of areas in in the world, sort of personalizing them, if you will. I actually, without uh, trying to channel Alexander, um, I, I suspect he would. He he made it pretty clear in his writings that he considered he was just had just taken the first steps. He in in a number of places he talks about, you know, he was pointing the way for a whole new field of investigation, and uh, he never suggested that he had reached the the end point in in the the basic processes that he that he had discovered so i i imagine um you know alexander 2.0 who showed up today would say oh that's interesting now there's an interesting application i hadn't thought of and so um is there, uh, Lynn, is there anything else that you would like to say about focusing that uh, we haven't covered that would be important to include in the conversation? I'm trying to think what um, something came to me in your response just now that when you were thinking of Alexander 2.0 that he might have looked around and said, oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And what causes me to smile about that phrase is that it's a very typical phrase, a very typical response that comes to us in focusing. That something that I didn't know that was in me, a thought, a feeling, an experience, sort of bubbles up, surprises me in a gentle way and allows me to look at it with gentle curiosity, allows me to have a new relationship with this surprising something in me that has emerged. And I, for me, that's a, a wonderful not only an important part of focusing, but also a warm and friendly, befriending part of focusing. Mm -hmm. So this might be a good place to uh, bring our conversation to a close, unless you have any final thoughts that you'd like to add. I don't. I'm happy to come to a resting place right here. Okay. And uh, we should mention, uh, you had mentioned to me before the, we, we spoke, that you and uh, Kevin McEvan, you, who was your, who, um, I guess your primary focusing teacher, is that right? He was. He was my training teacher and my certifying teacher. And, and Kevin uh, also trained as an Alexander Technique teacher. He was in this on the same training course I was, in fact, in in England in the late seventies. Um, that the two of you are planning a two-year uh, focusing course, and we'll be putting a link to your website by the interview. Um, let me make a let me make an important correction. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not planning the two year course with Kevin. I'm participating in the two year course that Kevin and two other whole body focusing practitioners have developed. So I will be one of thirty participants on this course, but the course has been developed and will be guided by Kevin 
Karen Whalen and Glenn Fleisch. Okay, and, and if anyone wants to learn about it, they could contact you through your website, though, right? Exactly. So we'll put a link to that. If you um, are interested in what we've been talking about and you live in the Santa Fe area, uh, contact Lynn. We'll also put a link to a site that will that is more generally about focusing and I assume has uh, names of practitioners around the world. Is that correct? Focusing.org? That is correct. Mm -hmm. And I'm working not only in the Santa Fe, New Mexico area, but I'm also working internationally by Skype. Okay. So you do phone phone uh, consultations too then? I do. And we'll also put a link to a site that will enable you to find an Alexander Technique teacher anywhere in the world. So all that information will be posted by the interview. Lynn, thank you so much for being on the show today. Robert, thank you so much. I've enjoyed this conversation a lot.